0: But literally two seconds earlier, Hallie was like, this is god-awful. And Ashley was like, shut your whore mouth, you're wearing that bridesmaid's dress. (laughs) And welcome back, everyone, to a special bonus edition of Hate Spinner Bait. Uh, hate Spinner Bait, the podcast where we hate spinner bait, but we love LARPers. And I'd like to make it abundantly clear, yes. we love LARPing, and we do not love Civil War reenactors, okay? LARPing Correct. is 100% cooler than mm-hmm. Civil War reenactments. That is my piece okay. on that. That'll all make sense really soon, y'all. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. We're back. Special Wednesday edition. Because as you mentioned on yesterday's episode, we really thought it was isn't it cute that we thought. Like y'all know how much we like to go on. Adorable. But <laughs> the two of us legitimately thought that we could get this done in an episode. And then we realized we had more to say about how to deal than we thought. So we're back, special Wednesday edition. I'm Bethany, with me as always is Michael Ann. I don't know, Michael Ann, should I make you recap what we've watched so far? Since I always make you recap what we've read so far. I'm,
1: I feel like we might as well. Okay, so a little recap for you guys. We met Hallie on the day that her parents... Divorce went through, and the day her sister, Ashley, gets engaged to her boyfriend, Louis. Everyone's very excited about that, but mom is pretty upset about the divorce. And then, surprise, dad announces his elopement on the radio to his much, much, much younger girlfriend. Um, They elope in an absolutely insane wedding. Yep. Hallie um, is dating. No, let me back up. Scarlett's boyfriend, Michael, passes away in front of our eyes. We see his corpse. Um Traumatic. And then Hallie starts dating his best friend, Macon, who is just as swarmy as he is in the books. Um, and then where we left off was Scarlett found out she was pregnant and dropped that news on her mom. And her mom said... Thank God you told me in time, aka abortion time. Getting an abortion,
0: but little does she know. Last time we hear about that. Yeah, I know. I like that in the book. And again, maybe this is. I actually just finished listening to uh, one of my clan and I's favorite podcasts. You're wrong about which about the movie rating system. Yeah, about the MPWA rating system, and exactly glad I, I was. Like, I'm sure you've listened um but i was like i wonder if that's like a thing because they wanted a pg-13 rating we couldn't talk about the a word too much you know because like in the book we're going but i'm like i very am curious especially because that's just like so in the forefront of my head having just finished listening to that i was like i'm very curious because this was rated pg-13 that we couldn't talk about abortion too much potentially because that would go against you know like the we live in a society and the society that we live in is hella christian and that goes against christian morals or whatever also though, ever
1: since 1972 or something stupid yeah, like that you know
0: just something something silly like that but big shout out though everyone in the midterms for voting in your state to keep abortion sorry this is <laughs> already random tangents aside but Woo-hoo! speaking of abortion real proud of y'all basic human faith, rights fantastic. baby like, get yeah. it, Kentucky. That's not often awesome. we get to praise Kentucky. Um, but here, yeah, I'm proud of y'all. Good work. Good work, Kentucky. Yeah, so I wonder if that's why we don't really get too much as the abortion of it all. It's like, we don't get a lot into the head of Scarlett, which I understand. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. We don't have as much time. But again, maybe if we took some screen time away from, like, all the other hubbub, we could have actually gotten to the heart of the story, which is Hallie scarlet but you know, whatever. Um we don't really get to hear about Scarlett's kind of decision making, but she's she keeps that baby. She sure does keep that baby, which is how it works sure in the book, but we don't really get to ever hear how she comes to that conclusion, which is sort of interesting, but one of the things you lose in film adaptation, I guess.
1: All right. So, I think my rental will probably expire in like the next 45 minutes, but I'll just re-rent it.
0: <laughs> don't care. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you're like, whatever. <laughs> I'm made of money. I will spend three dollars. Just kidding. like loaded money. She's she still loaded. Look it. at us. These are the reasons. I kind will not be able. I also quick random shout out while you're checking out that rental, making sure it's up there. My mother, big fan of the show, as shout we out. all know. Shout out to mom, Jackie. Hey. Uh the other day she goes, just so you know you can own a house one day. And I was like, that's really sweet, mom. And I I, like we were mostly joking when we talk about it on on the show. But sometimes, yes, I generally worry. And she's like, you don't have to sell a a loved doll. Like you can do it. You can own a house one day. And I was like, thanks for having faith in me, mom. So thanks, mom, for having faith in me. Your moms (laughs) so sweet and cute. I love that is she's a very she's a very lovely woman who i love very dearly and she texted me nice things about the last episode too and was like that's right your mom will always be there for you because i was like crying about how much i love that moment Aww. at the end of someone like you yeah my mom live texts Aww. me when she listens to our podcast everyone be jealous <laughs> it's an- very nice we're like straight <laughs> up a lower line maury gilmore except for the fact that my mom had me at you know not as a teenager. <laughs> Yeah. And also she doesn't drink that. coffee at all. At all. So she can't be Lorelai Gilmore. I, on the other mm, hand, cool. literally live off of coffee. So I think maybe I'm Lorelai and maybe she's Rory. It's reverse. It could be. Mm,
1: interesting. Rory, also I'll be Paris. Though.
0: Oh my god. You'd be such a good Paris. Yes. 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 I love it. Anywho, uh, back to how to deal now that we've cast ourselves as Gilmore Girls, which is also something that's very <laughs> important to us. <laughs>
1: It is. We will bring it up more. I promise you that. So then in the next scene, jumping back in, we are at the bridal store and Hallie is trying on her god-awful
0: bridesmaid dress. It's real bad. Can we discuss, though, how ironic it is that it is very, like, Rapunzel dress-y, in a sense. Which, of course, Mandy Moore will go on and she says, like, I feel like a princess in it. And I'm like, yeah, you will be. You'll be Rapunzel. And that's kind of what her dress looks like, freakishly enough. They had no way of knowing how to deal with costume people. But freaky foreshadowing to Manny Moore's career.
1: All right. And then Mom comes out and she's like, I hate how I look. I'm terrible. A real downer moment for Mom. She's really struggling post-divorce. Post her husband immediately getting remarried to someone half their age.
0: Mm. I feel for her. I did like that Ashley... Mm-hmm is nice to her, which I did, I I generally was like, yes, you should be nice to your mother who's feeling, you know, going through her feelings about this. But literally two seconds earlier, Hallie was like, this is God awful. And Ashley was like, shut your whore mouth. You're wearing that bridesmaid's dress. (laughs) So I was like, that was real quick. Like she basically is like, I don't care about your thoughts and feelings, little sis. You're wearing this dress. And she's like, oh yeah, whatever. I feel like a princess. And then the mom comes out, she's going through it. She feels a little frumpy. I think a lot of people, Mother of the Bride outfits are not the cutest. So I understand why sometimes Mm. moms are like, hmm, don't love this. So yeah, she's feeling a little frumpy. And Ashley very nicely is nice to her. But I was like, why couldn't you show some of that love to your sister as well? Like two minutes earlier when she was complaining about her dress. But, you know, whatever. See how it is. Ashley.
1: So deep breath. In and out. The next scene we have here is the very big disappointment that is
0: oh my god seriously because we love you all listen to us for like three episodes basically talk about how much it may have been all four episodes that we talked as they increased and we went through someone like you our love for Steve grew and grew and we just started calling him Vlad because he became more and more Vlad and I loved him in the LARPing and, Larpin and then him being himself and him being this weird dorky guy. And the two of us who love weird dorky guys were like, yes, ladies, find yourself a weird, nerdy guy. And then they go ahead and turn around. He's still wearing a sword. I did appreciate that there was a sword. But they go ahead and turn him around into a Civil War reenactor. Why? Why? Why was that necessary? Why was that change made? I'm Personally, I feel personally attacked by that change being made by the screenwriter who had no reason to make Steve, who was amazing, into a Civil War reenactor. And again, another confusing thing, as I stated, you know, yesterday's episode about I think they live in New Jersey in this movie. I am not certain. Here's the thing about the Northeast. They are not the ones who do the Civil War reenactments. So, nope. Strange that I'm supposed to believe that these people might live in New Jersey but this guy does Civil War reenactments. But anyways, Steve was a big letdown. Yeah. He
1: was. And I'm you know, he's also not a very enthusiastic Civil War reenactor. Like he just yeah. says later, "Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I was even wearing that. That's just something <laughs> I do sometimes."
0: That's
1: something I do. It's like, well, then why did we see it at all? Why did we see it at yeah, all?
0: Why did that even? It literally is brought up one time when he's helping her like get the coke or whatever out of a vending machine, and we never go back right. to it. So it's like, what the point? As opposed to which, again, now suddenly he's with Hallie's mom, which I understand because she's divorced in this, and we wanted to, I don't know, I guess say that love can still be out about, there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, don't all bad
1: about Scarlet and her mom, right, right? Evidently,
0: not in this movie. They're like, we don't have time for that. But, yeah, I was like, I don't understand what the point of that was at all. Like, it's such a big part of his character in someone like you. Like, he is, yep, that was Mike sneezing. You can hear it all the way from the other room. He is that loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, my God, last night after we finished recording and we went to do our other show that Mike and I do with a couple of our friends, he literally could not stop sneezing for the first, like, five minutes. And they, like, muted our mic because it's just so obnoxious. (laughs) But also, (laughs) it's kind of comical. But, anyways, so, side. yeah, I just don't get what the point of making him at all. Because, like, in someone like you, it makes sense. It's this, like, weird, quirky thing about him. And it's the fact that he becomes more and more comfortable and more and more himself. And it's that wonderful image of that community coming together at the end. You have these LARPers and you have teenagers who just came from prom and they're all there in the hospital. Him being a Civil War reenactor is brought up once never again. And so it's like, you didn't have to do that. You could have just had to be this nice guy, Steve, who came into the mom's life. Like, I don't, what was the point of it? What was the point of that?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It was weird. So I'm like, yeah, either go full LARP or don't do it at all. That's my thoughts on Mm
1: -hmm. that. Yep. 100%. Look at him. He's just a little little poop. So disappointed about this. (gasps) Ooh, the next scene though next scene we get to meet um grandma hallie who's
0: yeah i can't say enough
1: good things about grandma hallie she so good is not the same as the book which is fine yeah she's totally different but she's totally different in such a nice way that i just love it smoking pot i like
0: like both grandma hallies you know like i like book version a lot but I also like movie version. And that cannot be said for a lot of characters in this, you know, in this film adaptation. Mm-hmm. Most people, I'm like, wow, I really loved you in the book and I do not love you in this movie. So I was really happy to see that I, even though, yeah, I agree she's very different, I actually thoroughly enjoyed just, yeah, she was just smoking some pot, showing up to the big fancy Lewis's parents, you know, dinner, being her true authentic self, being high, being hysterical. I loved her. Oh my gosh!
1: When they're outside um, his parents' house, she gets distracted by the bush and she's like, "Hallie, look at this bush! It could be a textile." And I understand my grandma is behaving like this, but <laughs> Hallie puts a little piece of the plant in her mouth. It, now it's a bush, people. Okay, <laughs> this is a very standard new uh, northern bush. Okay. And she just rips a little piece off of it and puts it in her mouth for some reason.
0: Yeah, I was like, is Hallie high? Did she like hot box in the bathroom with Grandma? Like, what happens there? Because Grandma is a cute little old lady who you know is a little old to see now. Plus, the fact that she has been smoking. I like that. I think Allison Janney's character is like the cannabis mom. Mother, have you been smoking the cannabis again? And I just thought that was like yeah. a very funny way to ask if your like mom had some weed. But, yeah, it makes sense why she is being crazy. But then, Hallie, you're like, why is she? She shouldn't be eating plants. She's not high. <laughs> right, but, but
1: exactly. she does.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, I thought the same thing when I watched it. I was like, that's weird. I don't know why she's acting like she is high as well.
1: I have so many things to say about this dinner. So many.
0: Is it about the very stereotypical uh, you know, Whatever housemaid keeper who also raised their children thing, because all of that was real awkward for me. I was like, Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting some bad vibes here."
1: They give me old Southern money, and you know where old Southern money comes from, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their maid slash nanny, who has no lines, by the way, not a single line, does not oh, speak a single line. word,
0: is nope. black. Yep.
1: It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Also, I think it's so funny that she's like, oh, yeah, this woman raised our son. And she and
0: Allie's mom says, oh, I didn't know you were a working mother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did. I like you. I liked that line a lot. That was pretty great. It was like such a good like sly dig at her a little bit. That whole scene. Yeah, that's just is very awkward. Just oh, it's very and I know that this movie came out, I guess now at this point, almost 20 years ago, which, oh, oh God, I'm oh, old. Oh, my God. But still, yes. this movie came out in 2003, y'all, and it was okay to just, like, put a black woman in a maid's outfit and have her be like, yeah, here's our lady, and she cooks for us, and she raised our children, did it? And I was like, ah, that didn't raise any flat, like, red flags and truth. No one was like, oh, this is yikes. This is big yikes. They put That that movie was in theaters, and we all were just like, yep.
1: (laughs) There's so many movies and TV shows and media from the early 2000s that you look back on. Well, we talked about this last episode with the Chinese imagery. It's like, Hmm. yikes, people. We were not anywhere. We were not anywhere good back then.
0: I I mean, I'm certain... In like 10 years, we'll look back at things we did in 2022 and we'll be like, how in our Lord's year, 2022, did we think that was okay to do? (laughs) But I don't know. Hopefully one day we'll get to a point where we're like, all right, okay. I'm watching this media. I'm doing this thing and I I feel okay. I I feel like this is not cringe, but we are not there yet. We are definitely still looking at times in our own. We were alive. We were alive for this. We were preteens, whatever children, yeah, teenage, preteens, basically, in 2003, watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that—that's it's not a scene that holds up well now. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I also want to mention that for dinner, they are eating squab. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what squab is, um, don't worry, I Googled it. <laughs> it is an amateur domestic pigeon. So these oh. rich people... These rich Southerners fed these people baby pigeon. Yeah. Cooked mm-hmm. baby pigeon.
0: Well, you know, rich what? people, it's like the weirdest things. Like if you would go over to a, you know, uh, a house where someone was supposedly like, you know, below the poverty line or was a middle class person, even that would be like, mm. what the hell? But when it's a rich person, it's like, this is a delicacy because we're rich and we're feeding you baby pigeon. But yeah, if mm-hmm. it was like a normal household, you'd be like, look at these poor people feeding us baby pigeon." Like, and that's, I don't, I don't like that double standard. Rich people, if you do it, you get away with it and it's a delicacy. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, it's weird. <laughs> it's
1: disgusting. It's disgusting,
0: period. Do not stop eating baby pigeons.
1: What the hell? All the things. full grown pigeon, pigeon at least. For-
0: eating... Yeah, we have all seen pigeons out in, in the wild. What has never in my life have looked at a pigeon and been like wish I could eat that and definitely yeah. I wish I could eat it to youth. No, never. Pigeons are disgusting. I don't want any, I don't want anything to do with that. No, thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. And the pigeon has to be under four weeks old for it to be considered a... Oh. Uh, yeah, it's like disturbing. legit a tiny baby pigeon that they just... I don't even eat. get
0: that much... Food off of a, something that little. That's wild. That's wild. I know. Make.
1: It actually looked pretty big. Like, obviously, they're probably, yeah. it's probably right. not like accurate, I but know what it they
0: looks actually used in this scene. But, right. It looks like a decent chunk of meat. And I don't feel like something that's four weeks old would be that much meat. So, inaccuracy is how mm-hmm. to deal. Just kidding. but. I'm going to have to uh, Google that. This, this is why I'm a vegetarian, everyone. <laughs> I don't want anything to Are do Are you? I. With- baby pigeons
1: why did I not know you were a vegetarian
0: um and it's something oh. that shocks people literally on the daily I guess because I just like don't go around like preaching the good word all the time because I like don't want to be that person you know like I like the joke is always like oh like you're in a room with a vegan for like two minutes and you'll know which right. I'm not vegan a vegetarian but still uh so I, I don't know I think I have like a complex about it so I like try to like not be annoying about it I guess Um, I also mostly became vegetarian for environmental, again, I am going to get on my soapbox for a minute, uh, for environmental reasons, because I did so much research into how, you know, it's good for the environment, um, which again, I know I'm just one little person, and I can only make so much difference, but, you know, as Emma Watson once said, you know, if not me, who? Um, So why why not do my part? So yeah, it all started because, again, this is me being Savvy Supplemental. We talked, I think, once an episode about how much we were, like, obsessed with our nieces and nephews, but... I was in the um, delivery room when my second oldest nephew, Sawyer, was born. So at this point, I had a nephew who was a few months old um who was living in upstate new york at the time and then i was my sister who lives in florida had my nephew sawyer and i was in the delivery room and i put that little baby in my arms and i was like i want my nephews to have a planet <laughs> to grow up in yeah. and so i was like i'm gonna do my part and so i gave up meat because again just to be clear everyone i didn't really like it so it was a super easy decision for me and i'm not judging anyone who does eat meat Rock on with your bad self it was just my personal choice. And I'm telling you, if you would have held that cute baby in your arms, you too would have been like, I will do anything I can. <laughs> so make sure that this baby has a nice planet to live in. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's my biggest thing with climate justice and gun reform is like, I want my nieces and nephews to grow up in a good world. I unfortunately do not have the willpower to give up chicken nuggets or cheeseburgers. <laughs> and I don't think I ever will. Even though I know how bad it is. I know. But what me and Andrew try to do is like three days a week, we'll do meatless.
0: My big concern at the end of the day is for humanity. And I do think it's terrible that the things that you know, my people, vegetarians and vegans eat and, oh, we're worried about, you know, not hurting an animal, but then some poor child somewhere is suffering to harvest this stuff. So that is something you have to pay attention to.
1: Okay, so Hallie goes to the bathroom because she got that uh, baby pigeon under four weeks of age on her lap. Um, And she goes into the bathroom and she opens a jar. And what does she find? It's a jar of cigarettes.
0: (laughs) Which, who just have rich people, I guess? Is that a thing? Rich Do rich people. people just have jars of cigarettes in their bathroom? And what would make you so. decide to smoke it? Because she seems like she has not smoked before. Because she goes to light it up and is immediately like, ah, 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 like it's her first time. So what would make you think that that's a good idea? I it? I Choices I were made. Guess. Smoke alarm obviously goes off. But also, why... There's a smoke alarm, and the smoke alarm is going off. Again, why do you just put complimentary cigarettes in your jar in your bathroom? I don't know. I don't but it's does
1: Another strange thing is she opens the window in the bathroom, right? Okay, mm. so the, the window's open.
0: Yeah. And yeah. while
1: all of this stuff is going on, and there's chaos, and everyone's running to the bathroom, a dog just jumps through the window into the house, yeah. confused yep. about that as well. What Same. do you mean this dog is just jumping into the is window? Is it like their dog? Some, like,
0: is it a neighbor's dog? dog? Like, where did this dog come from? And Why was it outside right. when the whole family was inside eating dinner? That's strange. Like, who, who tries was watching to jump the dog? through the
1: window? Like, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, and then it humps. Yeah, that was
0: Alice and Jamie's house, I believe.
1: Yes, he does. He humps um, uh, Lydia's leg, actually. Also, it looks like the window just opens up into another part of the house, which was also confusing to me. I just I didn't understand the setup of this uh, house at all.
0: I think rich people and they're weird rich people houses.
1: We are confused.
0: 100%. We cannot relate.
1: No, not at all. So then Ashley starts a fight with Lewis in the car about not standing up for her, and Grandma Hallie is chuckling to herself the entire time. <laughs> I aspire to be both book Grandma Hallie and movie Grandma Hallie. I
0: love them both. Same. I think that's a good aspiration, honestly. I think we should all be a little bit more like Grandma Hallie. We should.
1: Mm. And then another Megan scene. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just not invested in this relationship at all. I love how much we're both just like,
0: oh, whatever. There is, we'll get to it in a little bit. There is one scene, one scene where I thought that the movie did a better job with Macon than the books did. Which I don't really want to say a better job because I guess just the movie and the book are going for two very different things, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like the book is not wanting you to root for him he's not the point, like he's not the point of the story in the book. The movie, I guess, is wanting us to root for them. And there is one little bit that they did that I was kind of like, okay, you're kind of making him slightly redeemable. Not really, but you're kind of making him slightly redeemable. So if you are, if the point of the movie is for me to root for this relationship, which just to reiterate, neither of us do, neither of us care. You've mostly shown it through montage. I will give them credit on this one scene, which we will be getting to. I also think it's interesting that like the movie with like the sex stuff, he doesn't, he's not as so much of a dick. He's not great. But the point isn't so mm-hmm. much her being pressured. The point is more, again, because for some odd reason they decided to make the storyline that like, she doesn't believe in love and she's afraid to be with him because she might actually have feelings for him or whatever. And so like the sex at the New Year's kind of ends up turning into that i know we're like not quite there yet but just obviously they have the little like christmas time thing Bob i think that's is that we're about where we're at at the moment
1: uh they're still at the dam i also want to mention in the scene she has a red scarf on and the whole time i was just thinking about the all too well 10 minute version which congratulations by the way you got tickets to her concert very happy for I you am.
0: Thank you. It was really, it was a, it was an effort. It was a real team effort. I have to give most of the props to my friend Katie who just went above and beyond. I'd also like to give props to her husband. Again, this is why you married the good ones y'all. Her husband technically got the code. The show that we wanted to go to was Atlanta. And he's the one who got the code for that because she made him like register for it because she was registering for another city. I also registered for Atlanta because that was supposed to be my job was to get our tickets. I never got a code. So we're all worried about it. Katie texts me. We're saved. Her husband got a code. She's going to do it. She's got the city, the other city she's trying for to go with another friend and then Atlanta, which we're going together, right? So anyone out there listening, if you were there on the the great Ticketmaster crash of 2022, It takes forever. It takes hours. It took us like five hours, I think, to get these tickets. She's texting me. It's like a war room. Like, we're very stressed out about it. We finally get through. It's a miracle that we got these tickets. I'm so excited. Like, seriously, I'm going to say this unironically, probably for the first time in my life. Hashtag blessed. But, But so it dawned on me that because she on her phone was under her Ticketmaster account, she had her husband's phone that entire time. Uh, and he, so she could be logged under his Ticketmaster account and so she could be working with So her husband let us, thankfully, I say us, like I was there, but for me, you know, tickets for me, use his phone for five hours wow. <laughs> so we could get those tickets. And I just want to give a shout out to him as well. Thank you, Katie and Christian, for making my dreams come true. But yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to reference Taylor Swift uh, again as we get to a John Mayer song that will come on later. <laughs> just everyone be prepared that's not if you're playing along at home and you'd like to count the taylor swift references there is another one coming up
1: we love it um yeah so the next scene they are christmas shopping and scarlet's like i want to keep the baby and hallie's like hell yeah dude keep the baby rock on (laughs) so they're talking about how hallie and macon don't make any sense but she's falling in love with him, and he. She's like, I'm not falling in love with
0: him. I just like kissing him.
1: Um, you know, typical trope for her.
0: Stuff. I'm I'm jaded. I don't believe in love. Yeah, that
1: kind of bull crap. But they're having this whole conversation in front of the nativity scene. For some reason that just cracks me up. They just walk
0: away, and it's just like a giant nativity scene. It's it, yeah correct yeah that is accurate i love yeah they were like how can we spell out that this is christmas we're just gonna put up this nativity scene (laughs) it's what a weird awkward thing i love it that's yeah that's accurate and very funny and then
1: steve shows back up and this is when he's like oh i just do civil war reenactment like on the side for like no reason whatsoever i have no interest in it at all it's very casual
0: casual casual Um, thing
1: but he gives, he shows up to Lydia's work and gives her a bunch of roses. And he's like, go out with me. And it's uh, pretty cute,
0: actually. It is. I mean, I like, I do, you know, like that the mom got some love. Don't get me wrong. I just wish she could have been A, with Marion, like he's supposed to be. And B, more like Book Steve, <laughs> And C, yeah, most importantly, kind of... not a Civil War reenactor.
1: <laughs> so I love the Ashley and Lewis of it all. But I do wish that they just stuck with someone like you. Yeah. And didn't do that summer at all because I feel like it got it's getting a little messy combining the that summer um, elements into it.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I think it it definitely would have been better if they just would have straight up adapted someone like you. Or straight up adopted that summer. Of the two stories, I do think that someone like you is stronger. And I would gravitate more towards that. Obviously, y'all heard a scush about it. So that would be my pick. But that's just me. Same.
1: And then we see Hallie and Macon getting hot and heavy on her living room couch right in front of her front door.
0: Mm-hmm. The balls. Yeah.
1: The balls.
0: Hallie does seem way more into it in the movie than she is in the book. Like she seems very comfortable to just be like, yeah, let's like, let, let's have sex. Like she doesn't seem to be doubting it. So on one hand, I'm happy for her that she's just going out for, you know, what she wants. On the other hand, do it in your bedroom though. You know, just saying your mother could walk in at any moment, which she does.
1: <laughs> at any moment, Steve, I had a lovely time and then she kisses Steve. I cannot believe. And she was like taking off his pants when her
0: her mom watched it. Yeah. Like, they're oh. just roping when this is happening. And then when Hallie, I think I mentioned this, you know, the other day when we were recording about the first little bit that we watched, about how I felt like a lot of her outbursts that her mother just kind of like came out of left field in this movie because you don't get to see, I don't know, they just like don't do a good enough job kind of explaining it from Allie's side, which like the book does very well. And so this was one of the scenes which again they're eating those weird chocolate things and having this conversation or whatever that i am just like i don't know like like, i feel like being kind of like like hard on your mom and it's just kind of like coming out of nowhere hallie but you know yeah well
1: she like freaks out about about her mom like being mad at her for like disrobing her boyfriend on the living room couch (laughs) like uh, uh, and then she's like sure I don't know reason. your mom might have a
0: point <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she might have a point point. and she also is like oh you know like the beginning of the conversation kind of sounds like the mom doesn't even know Macon's name like this boy and then at the end of the conversation which again I was like it's a little sloppy of you, movie she's like oh you're not even going to let me you know I have New Year's Eve plans with Macon which makes it sound like she has talked to her mother about these plans and she has talked to her mother about Macon But the beginning of the conversation made it sound like the mom barely knew who this naked boy on her couch was. (laughs) So I was like, I'm confused movie. Is she supposed to have talked to her mom before about Macon or is this completely coming out of left field for her mother that a boy would be on her couch half naked? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Impossible to say it's a little convoluted. And then she's like, I hate dad that he did this to us. So I don't really know why. That's relevant.
0: right. Yeah, not I'm like in this exact moment, I'm not really sure where that fits into things, Hallie, but okay, I guess.
1: Also, we are seeing in the next scene, it's New Year's Eve. Hallie is with Scarlett and Hallie sneaks out to go hang out with Macon at that New Year's party.
0: And Which I Scarlett- thought she was supposed to be grounded. So I guess she's grounded, but she can go to Scarlett's house. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I guess so. Probably because her parents are at that party, I assume. Yeah, true. I don't know how stuff like that works. I didn't have any close friends who were also, whose parents were friends with my parents. That was not a thing for me. Yeah, Scarlet doesn't do, Scarlett doesn't talk her out of it at all.
0: Yeah, they don't have that. Like, the whole being pressured into sex thing is, like, completely not a thing in this movie, which is fine. But it's not fine, because, like, that's not, I just was very curious as to why they decided to change that, I guess. Like, we're not going to do that whole storyline. Again, I guess because it's like they want you to like Macon and that would make him very much not likable. So they're like, we're not going to, we're still going to have them like do, let them do it, you know, at the New Year's Eve party, but we're going to kind of change the whole her being talked out of it or her having doubts about it. All that. Yeah. It's the New Year's Eve party. I feel like this house is not as gross as the book is described, but I do think it's weird that they just like go into some random, like the first thing they do is just go into a room and like lay down on some rando's bed. And there's other people there. Like Elizabeth Gunderson is there and they're like doing things and she lost her earring or whatever. And I was like, how is this like romantic? Like <laughs> this is so, I don't know, like skeevy. That is gross to me. No. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, been there, and it's, yeah, high school parties. I mean, you have to assume that it goes to this guy's house a lot. I mean, yeah. if you're reading it, you know, if you read the books, then you come here. He goes there a lot. He knows which room is this guy's room. Oh, he, like, does pull a bong out, but you can't really see it. You can't really tell that it's a bong. Hmm.
0: Oh yeah, there it is. Yes. Interesting. Oh, I'm a little surprised. We could see that. Usually, you can't see the uh, the old drugs in the PG-13. I guess it's just the fine.
1: top of it. Mm. But I I don't know what else it could be.
0: It's got to be. A Plus, bond. then he's like, I guess because no, they don't like show anything. them like, you know, sitting there all having a little time that it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting.
1: And then he's like, let me show
0: you my ferret, bro. Yeah, I have noted that because I was like, what? What a weird, (laughs) like, who, that, is that a thing you do? I guess if you're just like a high teenage boy at a party, yeah, who wants to see my ferret? Not a line that I thought would be a line of dialogue in this movie. And yet, it was. And this is where we then get start getting, like, hot and heavy, because the two, the other two, I guess, I don't know, slowly but surely, they make their way out of the room, and then all of a sudden, I went, ugh, John Mayer? Because <laughs> they picked John Mayer for the sex scene, and I'm like, oh, I already wasn't into the sex scene, because, like, ugh, Megan, and I read the book, and it's, I, it's terrible, and I hate this for her, and I guess in the movie, she's kind of okay with it, until she isn't, but for totally different reasons in the movie, for some odd reason, but i was like oh way to make it even worse icky john mayer who two wonderful songs that have been written about him and his god-awful gross ways but yeah i was like ew john that's their that was their choice john mayer for the sex scene i'm like way to make it even worse than it already was movie
1: the yeah elizabeth Gunderson leaves the room yeah, literally. Elizabeth Gunderson leaves the room after they have that straight from the book conversation, like word for word from the book conversation yeah. about Scarlett being pregnant. Well, not word for word, because she's like, "Oh, my mom's bookkeeper, my mom's the bookkeeper at right. the doctor's." But bookkeeper.
0: then, like, the rest of it, which again, this is what they decide to keep in from the book, like the weirdest things.
1: Also, like, your mom told you confidential information about yeah, one of her employer's up. patients
0: yeah that's strange not
1: allowed
0: that's a little strange i also like that at this point i mean in the book everyone already knew about scarlet by the new year yeah like that was common knowledge and in this it's like in a private conversation in the bedroom with elizabeth gunderson we're talking about the fact that her mom's whatever a bookkeeper yeah sort of thing so i was like oh it's not like common knowledge around the school yet i guess in the movie Also, there is no Cameron. Sad. Love
1: him. I know. I know. That was a real bummer. Yeah, the sex scene's, like, uncomfortable, honestly. Well, it's not even a sex scene. They get very close, but they don't end up doing it. Hallie just, like, randomly gets up and walks away. Or runs away, I mean. It's not really explained. Into
0: the the snow. I was, like, again, we have the countdown. We have her, like, running to the outside, which is from the book. But, like, her whole reasoning for it and their whole conversation on the ride home is vastly different than the book and she's all like this is when she gives her whole like like Megan is mad you can tell but he's not like as much of a douche about it as he is in the book and she gives her whole weird like he's like just tell me for once just tell me what you like really mean or whatever speech and she's like I I just might really like you and that's why I can't have sex with you or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's not how that worked in the book at all, but okay. All yeah. right. Also, again, as we went on many, a rant about, you know, don't do this. If you're not ready, don't ever let a guy pressure you about sex and stuff. But this is another thing that I, I a weird thing that the movie wants me to believe. Cause again, like we said, we are a sex positive podcast If you're feeling it, you want to do it right on. It seems like the two of them are very much into this. It seems like Macon wants a relationship with her. Like he has not given any indication. Mind you, the movie has not spent a lot of time on the relationship, but he has not given any indication that he is not interested in her and not interested in relationship with her. So I think it's very strange of her for her reasoning to not want to have sex with him to be that she might have feelings for him. And I was like, that's awesome. You're two consenting people who both like each other and you want to have sex. Rock the hell on. Do it. So like the movie reasoning is so dumb. Like <laughs> the book it's mm-hmm. like she's only doing it because she's afraid that he's going to leave her and she's being pressured into it and whatever and then she has a freak out and gets sick. And then the movie it's like what is the problem exactly? The two of you like each other. The two of you seem to want to do this. So we're not doing it because <laughs> cuz the movie right.
1: She has her oh weird God. baggage from her parents being divorced.
0: Yeah. Or whatever.
1: Or whatever they're deciding. Um Also, in this scene, like another really important thing I think in the book was the, and, and somebody pointed this out to me, actually is like the way that he drives her around in the book is a form of abuse because she's like trapped. It's scary. Mm. It's dangerous. He's kind of all over the road kind of thing. It's like he's intentionally scaring her. And in the movie, it just didn't, it doesn't, that's, it's not the same thing. And it doesn't even make like, how did you end up on the other side of the road? I guess he was just, no, if he was drunk, they would have arrested him. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, like this car accident scene, the way it's shot, like the way they filmed it, it's not like, it is very much like, how did they end up hitting that tree? I'm confused. And it's like, they had to, not they didn't have to, because there's a lot of things laid out for the book, but it's like, they clearly very much wanted to lead to New Year's, her freaking out, them getting into this car accident. But the, the car accident is very convoluted in the movie, I feel like. I'm like, I'm not really sure. Like this other car, like, they're on like a desolate road this one other car comes out of nowhere and then does that car like drift into their lane so he tries to avoid i don't know it's weird (laughs) it's very weird yeah
1: it is weird i like that both of her parents are there when they wake up when she wakes up and they both like (gasps) like (laughs) go to her they're like oh
0: are you okay they're much nicer Then I feel like they are in the book. Like, in the book, I was like, wow, harsh. Your daughter's got in a car accident. Like, maybe wait till she's at, at home to lay into her. But they're like, we're just glad you're okay. You know, she's like, you had to leave your party. I'm so sorry, whatever. And they're like, none of that matters right now. Like, we are just okay that our daughter is okay. Which seems way more, like, the parental response that I would imagine. I do like which this is one of, the movie, or one of the lines I remembered from the movie even before rewatching it the other day. But the whole some people fall into love, I had to crash into it. I am like, damn, that's a good line. It's a good line. I don't support this love story, but damn it if that isn't a good line. <laughs> that
1: was a good line. That was a really good line.
0: So I'm going to give the screenwriter a tip of the hat on that one. That's good.
1: Oh, and then Scarlett and Hallie. So Scarlett's not even at the hospital uh, as well. And then in the next scene, they're building the crib and it looks like they're building it wrong, if I'm being honest. And (laughs) um, they're like, oh, Macon hasn't called me and he hasn't been at school all week because he can apparently just miss weeks on end of school and still I still am very baffled by
0: this. Very baffled. Also, Um, when he Approaches her in the school can we briefly talk about that because i have questions namely Hopefully. i'm glad that she gave him the cold shoulder because he 100 deserved it because yeah he just up and disappears for a week and that wasn't there when she woke up up and disappears that whole part is pretty similar to the book but when he approaches her at school he is randomly holding a t-shirt like a white t-shirt as if he's like wanting people to sign it and a bunch of pens, potentially gel pens, because it was 2003. So I'm guessing they're probably gel pens. And I'm like, why? Why is he holding that? Why? That's not. It's not like the end of the school year. We're in January. Like it is clearly established that we have just entered the new year. We are in January in the school year. So why does he have a rolled-up white shirt and a bunch of pens? Like he's gonna have people sign it. It's just just a weird. I was so distracted by it in the scene. It's all I could like notice.
1: And he pulls it out. When does he pull it out? I don't know. Any but he like doesn't even ha- they like at some point in their conversation pulls out the pens in the shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering like, I wonder Why? if there's like a deleted scene that explains that.
0: We'll have I have it. to hope so because I'm like, what a weird prop to have someone just randomly be holding in that. So like, what a weird was yeah. so like a a deleted scene where he's like asking her to sign it? And she's giving him the cold shoulder, and so then he's just awkwardly standing there holding it. I don't know. But he like approaches her, all like, Dip de do da I haven't missed a week of school or anything and haven't dropped off the face of the earth. And she's all like, the hell, dude, here I am with the cast, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever, and I haven't heard from you. And all I can think about is the fact that he is randomly holding a shirt and a bunch of pens. And I'm like, Why is who who decided that? Who gave and they that? don't even it I grew it a little bit and the
1: Pens don't even look like pens that you would write. Like, you need Sharpies for that.
0: Yeah, if you're, like, writing on fabric. I'm like, you cannot actually sign anything on that T-shirt. But yeah, it's yeah. got, like, a whole – it's a whole handful of pens. Different colors, different option pens. No idea why. Oh, and then we get probably my favorite scene in the whole movie.
1: Um, I'm not saying a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Drunk Ashley. Ashley. Hallie comes home that night and Ashley is passed out against the door. She has little plastic, it looks like little plastic penises, in her hair, stuck all over. She's super drunk, walking all over the place. Hallie's helping her out. And this is when Hallie finds out that her mom sneaks out to be with steve on friday mm.
0: nights again i know we said we wish they would have just like shared it with someone like you but i do like some of my favorite moments are like ash like i do like the sisterhood relationship and i yeah. did like that they did touch on that in the movie and you did get those kind of sister feels that we got from reading that summer so i did appreciate i i uh, yeah i think honestly my favorite scenes in this movie are like when it's Hallie with her family I guess like when it's like her and her mom or with grandma Hallie or with Ashley I like the Ashley Lewis stuff which again is kind of shocking to me so those are like my favorite bits and I just yeah I wish I guess we could have gotten more Scarlet probably less Megan because the. but I did like all of the and I like the the next morning when Lewis comes in and the wedding is off and the drama of it all I Yeah, it. it's it and it like in the
1: in the book this scene i was like ew lewis you suck but in the movie it comes off way more like cute innocent kind of like hurt um like
0: we made yeah like, I to each other. Say, like in the movie that he is like hurt like he really put this trust into her and he did the right thing you know so, so to speak like what he i don't i don't want to say the right thing there's nothing wrong with having strippers at your bachelor party but like the, the right thing and that they promised this thing to each other. And he's like, well, I held to my vow, you know, like you're about to do these vows to each other at your wedding. And he's like, I held to my word and you didn't hold to yours. Like, I don't know if I can trust you to get married. And I am kind of like, wow, like actually the movie kind of helps you like see Lewis's side. And you, he just, just seems very genuinely hurt that it's like yeah. sort of, yeah, it's, it's somehow sweeter in the movie, I guess, than it is in the book We you're just like this controlling wet noodle. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So then in the next scene uh, Megan shows up to her house once again. He's like, I'm sorry. He has a box of chocolates. Presumably the chocolates that she pours in her mouth. I don't know. Um, okay. And this is the she... only
0: time we get candy with Megan. So I did like that they, they did have him bring oh, some candy true. to her. True, true, so true. I'll give them I'll give you this one, movie.
1: But, yeah, she's basically like, um, making not good enough, my guy. Not good enough. Not in your plaid pants, in your light blue shirt. Not enough.
0: I did like this scene, and I did like it is very – this part is actually pretty pulled from the book. Like, the fact that she's like, it's not my mom, mm-hmm. it's me. And she stands up for herself, um, which I, I did really like. And, again, he needs to be told off. And this is kind of the scene oh, – yeah where I guess I was kind of saying like they make make Macon slightly more redeemable because again, I guess we're supposed to be breeding for them in this movie where he kind of, it's, it's a very flimsy excuse, but I am like, well, teenagers are not the best at expressing. I mean, no human is the best at expressing themselves all the time, particularly teenage boys. They're notoriously known for not being good with their emotions and stuff. We, we talked about when we were breaking down the book about the, Funeral scene that he's just walking, crying in the rain because it's the 90s, and like he, you know, (laughs) like doesn't know how to deal with his emotions because he's a teenage boy. And like, as a society, we didn't let him know how to deal with his emotions. But I did like that he kind of explains like his rationale for leaving her at the hospital because in the book, like, it's never discussed, there's no good reason for it. And while I think his excuse is a little flimsy, like I like the fact that he brought up, because again, like I think we forget often, we, we think of Scarlett's grief and losing Michael, that we forget Macon's grief and losing Michael. And I did mm-hmm. like that he was kind of like, I panicked because I, I couldn't lose someone else. Like I saw that you were hurt and it freaked me out. And he flashbacks to Michael, which, you know, he actually was not there, but the rest of us had to watch him die. Mm-hmm. And. Um, like that, I will give the movie credit on this one. Like, I thought that that was nice that they reminded us that he too was grieving, and that was kind of his reason. Was it a good thing that he left and then disappeared for a week? Also, how is he still in school? I do not know, but I will give them credit that I like that they like kind of gave him a reason for leaving at the hospital, which kind of makes it more redeemable as opposed to in the book where you're like, there is no reason apparently,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, you have to just assume. Um, right. But, yeah. Yeah, they do make him more redeemable in this, and they do try a little bit harder to make him, like, a good guy in this, but I'm still not sold.
0: I'm still not sold. And I still just have so many questions about why. So he's skipping school all the time. Is he a criminal? What is his deal? And we never get any answers to out. any of those things, which is very strange. Nope.
1: So then we're at Dad's house. Lorna is there and she is in a s- satin shirt and pants combo that is covered in sunflowers, just like a yeah. sunflower suit.
0: Um, and she she's giving them all sorts style. of advice.
1: She does. And she's giving them all sorts her- of advice.
0: Put in her mouth real hard in this scene. Oh, Oh, it's so awkward. I got like massive secondhand embarrassment watching this scene. Yeah, it was
1: really bad. She's like, "You need to put your foot down," or, you know, he would never leave his wife. And then she's just staring at them like,
0: "Oh yeah, that's why I mother. love her."
1: <laughs>
0: Lorna's like,
1: "Can I give you a hug?" And Ashley's like, "No, <laughs> no,
0: please don't." Yeah. yeah, her face again. The Ashley actress is pretty great. She has some like great. Like, her facial expression there is fantastic, I thought.
1: Yeah, she's really good. And then this is when we find out another thing that, like, ends up not mattering at all. Um, (laughs) Grandma Hallie falls, and they have to go to Virginia and stay with her. And once again, Grandma Hallie is just 10 out of 10. Smoking a little marijuana in the bathroom, as she says. She's obsessed with sheets. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see the Abraham Lincoln thing now. I didn't the first time I watched it, but I do now. <laughs> What's that say about me? You're
0: like, you're like, I now do see it, Grandma Hallie. I think you're onto something. I like that the comment memory bit and the fact that her memories don't belong to herself. That part is all still in the movie because that is something that obviously I very much enjoy from the book. So I was like, oh, happy to see that this made it in. And I liked the whole conversation that she has with Grandma Hallie outside when she kind of goes off to cool down from getting in a little bit of a fight with her mother. That's all That's all quality content. Again, it's another scene of the ladies with the with each other and just, you know, familial stuff. And I thoroughly enjoy all of that. Um, yeah, if the movie would have give me more of that, I guess maybe I would have liked it a little bit more. I didn't hate yes, it, I, agree. I didn't
1: love it. it didn't, it was crazy. Yeah. Hallie just like flips out and is like, mom, you don't get egged! And it's like, wait, we didn't set this up enough. <laughs>
0: we did not. I don't think we set this up enough to get the payout that we're deserving here, but all right. And then we get to see, oh, and then grandma drops this absolutely
1: beautiful line. And maybe I'm just extra sensitive to this as of late. But she says first loves are never really over.
0: Oh, yeah, so that was that was good. That was a good. It was really sweet, Grandma Holly. Oh, you're so good. Right in the feels.
1: Right in the feels. Really hit me deep. Um. Oh. And then, and then, we see. Our cutie little cutester, Lewis. Oh, Lewis! At the airport.
0: Yes, so Lewis.
1: Of Aww. course, this is a post 9 11 world, so they are almost out of the airport by the time they yeah. see each other.
0: Yeah, you can't just um, run up to the gate anymore dramatically like you could in the good old days.
1: In the good old days. Oh, <laughs> he proposes again, and she says yes. I like she was movie. getting all verklempt.
0: I was getting a little verklempt. It was a beautiful, it's honestly just a sweet little moment. And again, I did not know that the couple I would be rooting for the most in this movie would be Lewis and Ashley, but here we are. And I'm not mad about
1: it. Here we are. Me either. Me either. And then it kind of looks like front on Hallie's face that she's like, oh, love Is this does exist. Love? <laughs> Am
0: I, am I allowed
1: Scott? to love? Um, and then we get this scene. Once again, she's rocking that mushroom shirt. We love it. We um, love the
0: mushroom shirt, yes.
1: Hallie's, like, super pregnant. I'm not Hallie. Scarlett is super pregnant <laughs> in this scene. Um, yeah. And she's a presumably, didn't get an explanation about this at all, but presumably she's going to give, making some sort of letter that she wrote she's holding it in her hand unexplained we never read it it it's just gone gone to the wayside it's like the the uh, note in the teapot (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) we never get to Um, read it
1: Hallie Elizabeth Gunderson makes some sort of shady comment about how her and Macon are like dating even though they're not Macon's like we're not dating
0: he, and Elizabeth Hallie's Gunderson, like, which is when I because they haven't officially named her until that point honestly and I was like was oh best so best she one. gets to keep her name that is her name okay because I was like I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be Elizabeth Gunderson but I'm not positive thanks Macon for coming through on that one and letting us know
1: <laughs> seriously yeah, and then she runs away with the card in her hand, the letter, yeah, whatever what, what that? that letter what was that? Card
0: thing that she wrote him. I want to know. What did it say? We'll never know.
1: We'll never know. And then we get to the rehearsal dinner. Uh, Lewis's speech is so cute. And I oh, just want to make nice. one little comment. And this goes out to my sweet, sweet cheeks, Andrew. In this little speech, she says, it doesn't matter which way the toilet paper goes. And I just want to say, thank you, Lewis. You're right. It doesn't matter which way the toilet paper goes. Some people are a little too sensitive. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> oh, see, I think, I think I might side with Andrew on this a little bit because I do have a specific way that I prefer my toilet paper. Mike and I have never disagreed about it. I think both of us have always done it this way. He doesn't accidentally do it the other. I'm an over, not an under. But both of us, like, we always do over, so.
1: Yes, There's, Andrew's an over, but sometimes. Sometimes you sleepy,
0: just want to go I right.
1: just, I just toss it on, you know? I don't even think about it. Doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, oh, also the scene. So, yes, we're getting to basically the wedding day. Is it the wedding day that he makes the big romantic gesture? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Another great little, like, sisterhood moment that I loved because, um, again, there were so many good ones in that summer toward the end of the novel there. I loved at the end where Ashley is, like, waking Hallie up. Like, I thought that scene was, like, super, super sweet, and she was, like, I'm getting very, like, it was just, like, very, like, emotional and the two of them are just, like, having a nice little moment and that's really adorable. So, A plus to that. And then, basically, Dad and Weather Pet, Shock Jocks, they're at the radio station, and he's, you know, saying that, like, oh, you know, my eldest is getting married and this, that, and the other thing. And he's having this whole like little, like gushy dad moment. And then Megan, I don't know why he picks this, but it's a movie. So like we had to have him make a romantic gesture, I guess. He comes in to interrupt. um, So you basically can tell Hallie, you know, that he loves her and that he's sorry or whatever. I don't even know, but he says a whole thing. He does. And of course Hallie is like listening and it's like, Oh, oh, my goodness. Um, love does exist. That's my impression. <laughs> right. There, I guess. And so this is another weird thing. So then, of course, like, you know, at first they're like, this guy comes storming at him, like, security. And then he realizes that the- he's trying to be sweet to his youngest daughter. And so I guess he's okay with it. And then he's like, well, I'll be jammed. You know, love is in the air. My eldest daughter getting married by youngest one. I'm going to dedicate this song to both of you. And what comes on is wild worlds. And I think that's a very weird thing to be like from your dad to me on your wedding day. And also my youngest who a boy just like professed his love on my radio show. That's the song. It's a great song, but what a weird (laughs) choice to dedicate to your daughter on her wedding day. I was like, that's odd. And this is where I promised yesterday that skins would come up again. I will always think of the show skins when the song because it is in the season one finale when Tony gets hit by a bus and that is what I will always think of when I hear this song (laughs) that's an emotional storyline so yeah that's what I think of but yeah I was like wild world that's what you would dedicate to your daughters Um, when one of them is getting married and one of them is having I don't know some other kind of love moments
1: strange very strange very strange yeah um, yes. In my notes, I wrote, oh, his criminal tendencies are paying off because
0: he obviously <laughs> had to break in there. to, you he know, he knew he had to break walk into, the into a radio station. station. And um, I also like that he is presumptuous enough to think that that worked, that he goes and he gets a text to like head to the wedding. And I was like, OK, Macon, That's very like I guess you really thought that you wooed her over with that.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And he doesn't tuck in his tuxedo, and it's messy, and it's very on Ugh. brand. The and I also, so yeah, I also don't. I wasn't sold on that uh, speech. Wasn't that good? Yeah. No offense, as a writer, but right, but I it's not really super
0: impressed. I wouldn't be like, "Yep, everything's cool now." You abandoned me for an entire week after you're you as a driver we got in a car accident but you know what i forgive you we're good now no Mm-mm. i know i think you needed to prove himself it's not i've heard better speeches that's all i'm gonna say i was not super impressed also then we're all like heading to the wedding and for some reason scarlet decides that she's going to walk and i just think that was a weird thing that was weird and her mom's just like yeah okay see you at the wedding honey that's strange nine months pregnant Yeah, but like, of course, let your teenage daughter who's pregnant walk by herself to the wedding. Weird. Yeah.
1: And of course, as it happens in movies all the time, she starts having the baby and all of a sudden that baby's got to come out. Right now. That's not typically how it works.
0: At all. Very rarely. It's her first child. That would be hours in labor, most likely. But of course. It's going to, now the baby's coming right now. Cause you have to have that dramatic moment. Oh, also a cute, funny bit when they do the whole waking up in the morning thing. And Hallie's like, give me a signal, you know, if whatever. And it's like this cute little sister moment. So they get up there and she actually has like an itchy nose. And she she kind of starts to like go to scratch her nose and Hallie like jumps in. Like, do I need to say something at this wedding? And she's like, no, <laughs> Like we're good. And I so was like, it's a stupid You know, like, low-hanging fruit comedy. But I thought it was, like, a cute little sister moment. I enjoyed that. Um, But, yeah, there's Hallie, who's wearing, that like, a weird leather cord, 2003 choker necklace. with. It's kind of the same bridesmaid's dress, but they have been modified now to make them look slightly less hideous. They all come in. It's a cute little moment at the wedding. Megan comes in and is like, Scar's having the baby right now. And Hallie runs out, which I love that she was like, go get Hallie. But she knows that her mom is also at that wedding. Like in the book, it makes more sense that like Hallie is there and the mom isn't. And the movie, it's very convoluted because like Marion goes to run out. But they've already sped off in Macon's car again. Oh, I still don't know if you should be in his car. The last time you were in it, you were in an accident Mm -hmm. But whatever with your very pregnant friend who is in labor. But okay. So they rush off to the hospital. And this is where I wrote a note about Lewis was the MVP, because the parents, rich, uppity, southern, ugh, old southern money, terrible parents, are all like aghast that this wedding has ended in a scene and whatever. And like, Lewis tells them off. And I was like, Yes, Lewis, that's my boy, character growth done right. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy, Lewis. So that was great. Ooh-ooh. Again, who was going to be such a winner in this movie? But he was, he really was.
1: I have one thing to say about the wedding, and it's probably silly because I understand it's a movie, but all of the bridesmaids walk down the aisle at the exact same time. And two of them are standing next to each other. It looked insane. That was insane. It
0: was very insane.
1: Other weird nitpicky
0: thing for me about the wedding is the bride, of course, being Ashley. And I assume Hallie is the maid of honor because she is standing closest to her. So as is customary in many weddings, um, the bride goes to hit, hand the maid of honor who, her bouquet. And for some odd reason, Hallie hands the like the, her bridesmaid bouquet to the girl next in line. And I was like, that doesn't ever really happen. Like the maid of yes. honor just holds two for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird little nitpicky thing. But when I was watching it, I was like, is we're just going to keep passing the bouquets down the line here, ladies? Or like, what's your plan here? So <laughs> just thought that was kind of a weird thing super nitpicky it's stupid it's a movie but just something i noticed
1: it also didn't make sense that she was like go get hallie go get hallie because in the book hallie is the one with in the delivery room but in the movie her mom is the one in the delivery room yeah so, so i'm like, I I like rush to get her
0: and in the book it was like we established that they went to lamaze together they were very much a duo and a team and the whole like pregnancy, delivery plan, whatever. But in the movie, none of that is ever addressed. So I'm like, why do you, yeah, go rush. And then she's just standing outside the door and you don't get the great moment of her mother coming and you don't get any of that. You get freaking naked. <laughs> and it's a messy tuxedo being like, do you hate me? And she's like, not you per se. And then basically it gets a very like 10 things I hate about you speech, which like, I'm sorry. 10 <coughs> things I hate about you did that so much better. But mm-hmm. they do a little thing. I do kind of like that she Jedi mind tricks him back. That is cute. I'm a little bit of a sucker for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the scenes kind of whatever. 10 things I hate about you did it better. And then they weirdly dance in the hospital. And then we get kind of a callback to the book with everyone being around like the, the whatever. What is that called? The nursery, I guess. When they like take the babies yeah. away from the room. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they're all like crowded around, but it's all just like wedding guests, and it's not nearly as cool as like the prom guests and the LARPer people all being in the waiting room. But like, I'm But still cute. Yeah. But the whole like showed up, I guess. Or, well, in this case, the whole wedding <laughs> ceremony showed up for her yeah. like baby. That is really cute. That is really cute. It shows
1: like, you know, it does show that Scarlett's obviously really important to Hallie and therefore really important to the rest of the family, but um, wish we got a little bit more. So that's yeah. it. That's the end. Macon that's and Hallie end up together.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, sure. Why not? Is this movie good. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's fine. It's, it's I fine. give it a solid. Sure. Five out of ten. It's just middle, yeah. you know. I'll probably yeah, not, very... never watch it again. Mm. But That's, you yeah. know, I
0: would say very middle of the road, and it is. I don't want to say like, disappointing because again, I'm I'm not like really that riled up about it. But the both of the books, particularly someone like you, which I think both of us just like really fell in love with are so yes. good and, and it's just a disservice like I am like a little sad and I know I don't think Sarah Dustin looks back at this you know I I follow her on Instagram and um as, as we all do and um <laughs> and you know to the lead up to along for the ride she was posting a lot of memories of how to deal because that was like the last time that she had like a movie premiere and she was part of a movie production or whatever and it seems like she looks back on those memories very fondly and so I'm, I'm happy that she had a good time And it went well enough for her, and she trusted the writers and the directors enough that she was comfortable enough to let her books be adapted again. Because some people do it once and are like, oh, God, never again. Like, that was terrible. I'm keeping my books. They're my babies. I'm keeping them as they are. She clearly enjoyed her experience enough that she optioned her books off to be made into – adapted into more movies. So that's awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, it, it is a good cast, and everyone did a good job of what they were given. But yeah, much like a lot of things in 2003, I think it should probably just be kept in 2003 and doesn't need to be revisited. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I agree. You know, I agree. I'm also glad she had a good experience. I'm glad she looks back on it fondly and she doesn't have major regrets. You know, I do think they did as good as they could to combine two completely different stories into one
0: um but I'll still never know why that was decided like what was the rationale behind that I, I did some preliminary searching on the interwebs and I couldn't find too much out about it so I'm sure it's out there somewhere but yeah I will I will give everyone involved in the movie credit for doing the best they could yeah trying to combine two novels that like you said are very vastly different and making it into one cohesive story, especially the runtime that they had and the budget that they were probably given, which probably wasn't a lot since it was some teenage, you know, drama movie, basically a dramedy movie. So yeah, kudos. And again, it looks like the director and the screener have gone on to do some awesome projects. They're still working on there. They still have careers. So it was a good launching pad for them. Many of the actors have gone on to do many good things. Again, Mandy Moore is still a household name. She's been acting for years. Allison Janey is still obviously a very, you know, um, she's award-winning. She's great. Um, so obviously, you know, they, everyone did okay. Sarah Dustin's still out there writing great novels. And like we said, is still allowing those novels to be adapted into films. So yeah, I guess overall, it was a win-win. But yeah, if I'm yeah. getting this movie, great. I'd have to agree with you. Probably like a solid five out of 10. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's serviceable. Yeah it's,
1: yeah. it's just fine is, is how I feel about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's it that we did two whole episodes, like well, three a, hours on a movie we that we movie. both
0: just ranked as it's fine. <laughs> but I think <laughs> we had so much to say, A, because it's us and We went on 18 tangents, but B because we are so passionate about the books. And I, I think it really could have been an interesting movie. And I, I'd like to reiterate, as I said on the other episode, I'm not a purist when it comes to to book film mm-hmm. adaptation. I know that they are totally two different mediums. I'm the type of person who I know everyone like hated Order of the Phoenix when it came out, the movie, um, because the, it is mm-hmm. a lot different than the book. And I was like, I don't know what y'all expected. Like it's, it's good, it's like the movie is, it's good. Like it's fine, you know? Um, I, I think of them as very separate entities. And like many yeah. books, again, I keep using Harry Potter just because that's something that very much our generation grew up reading both the books and watching the movies, but many different things I've seen adopted into film. And I am usually very lenient when it comes to adaptations because I know that it, it I can't imagine. It must be a very hard task. Again, Sarah Dustin, please let us know if you want to share the screenplay for any of your other, yeah, I think yeah, we do a great here. job. We're here, we're available, we have- let good. us know. <laughs> But I understand that it's a very hard task. So I'm not a purist when it comes, um, you know, but I, yeah, I guess I, which I will say, I mean, we'll talk about Along for the Ride, the book and the movie later. I think that's probably a slightly better adaptation. We'll get around to that. But anywho, I think that's the reason, long story short, why we had so much to say about it is because we both just loved someone like you so much that this movie Mm -hmm. you're just like, Oh, I wish you could have been yeah. so much more, but it's okay. Yeah. You are what you are, and that's... And we're just gonna have to deal with that. But Boom! <laughs> we love Anyways, it. everyone, please come and join us next week. We are diving into Sarah Dessen's third novel. I just held up at three, like you all could see me. This is an audio format, but the third <laughs> novel, Keeping the Moon, like I said yesterday, we're super excited to get into that one, so please... Come and join us for the next novel. And please, please continue listening. Please follow us on Instagram. Please like, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening to this, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, yeah, come hang out with us some more, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can join our Patreon as well. All of our links are in our Instagram bio. And we'll see you next week. in Colby, I'm excited. Bye.